0: I keep hearing from people that they're tired of the same subjects again and again and again. Meaning for me, well, uh, don't shoot the messenger. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is the Daily Repetitive Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in two. Football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Canadians six, Penguins four. And you tell me what I'm supposed to do if you're getting sick of what I'm saying. When the game, first off, sees Tristan Jari perform like Molten Jello, if it sees Jeff Carter produce a minus four on only 14 shifts, that's hard to do. If it sees Brian Dumoulin produce a minus four, if it sees the same issues again and again and again and again, but I'm supposed to come here with new material and make sure that everybody's spirits are up, no thanks, no bleeping thanks. This team does have problems as a collective, but I am beyond convinced that this team's problems are much better addressed and much more accurately and helpfully addressed if you look at individuals. Because I also saw a hockey team last night that came out strong, that got those two quick goals that looked like the big boys were going to be responsive, and then the big boys just kept right on skating, dominated Montreal in a second period, dominated Montreal in a third period. And everyone wants to come back afterward and talk about how the Penguins, overall, struggled for this or that. No, they didn't. No, they actually didn't. Jari gave up four goals on seven shots. That's the equivalent of turning around and firing the thing into your own net. That's how difficult that is to do. What's his problem? We've been over it. We've been over it. Mike Sullivan did the right thing to take him out after the first period. I actually would have done it when that last goal was scored with 11 seconds left, but that's just the meanness in me. But then Sullivan's to blame, too, because he keeps deploying Carter. Yeah, Carter got cut down to three shifts in the second period. Third period comes along. The Penguins, like I said, are battling the top guys, main guys, including the third line, which I thought was okay, the new third line. And then you get to two and a half minutes left. The Penguins still need a goal to tie. And he puts Carter out there. Why? Why? To, To avoid, like having to answer questions afterward about benching Carter for an entire period so he just goes and takes a shift or whatever? Why? How is it that this organization, this proud, not once proud, still proud, organization is ready to take this season, this vital season, in which they've been blessed by every hockey god in existence, To have Sid and Gino healthy and productive the entire way through, not missing a single game, still producing at a very, very high rate, and say, you know what? But that doesn't matter as much as whether we hurt Carter's feelings. That's more important to us. What are they doing? What are they thinking? I don't. Get this. Here's Jason Zucker after the game. No answers, but we got to figure it out it's not good enough. See, he was ticked off. A bunch of them were ticked off. Everybody who talked was ticked off, but they're never ticked off about the right thing because they can't say it. They can't say that their starting goaltender needs to toughen up. They can't say that Carter is so far over the hill, he passed Thelma and Louise on the way down. They can't say that Dumo's got nothing left. So they're all left in a situation where they know exactly what's principally wrong. And they can't talk about it. And because they can't talk about it in the hockey culture, they also can't act upon it. Because if they act upon it, then they also have to talk about it. But I'm not allowed to talk about it? Uh uh-uh. uh. Sorry, that's not the way this is going to go. My job is to call this stuff as I see it, for better or worse or anywhere in between. And I have never, never in a lot of decades of covering this particular franchise seen anything like this. I've seen bad players be allowed to stay in the lineup. I've seen players who are over the hill allowed to stay in the lineup, but I've never seen anything that takes it to this extreme where the data, the visual evidence is so overwhelming and the effect is so debilitating that they are refusing to do something that all of them know needs to be done. Obviously, I'm not talking about goal here. I'm talking about Carter and to a lesser extent, Dumoulin minus four each against a team that's tanking for a draft pick against a team that's missing a quarter of its roster how how do you just show up thursday night at madison square garden and use the same guys how do you do that i i I can't wrap my head around this when we come back j1q This segment's brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat, which gives you more time for your family or hobbies or going to the gym or whatever. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK20 for 20% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table. Today's J1Q comes from John, who asks, is Mike Sullivan trying to show the world what an idiot his boss is? And I am 100% serious with this question. You know, John, we've gotten this before as a J1Q. It was about two or three weeks ago, and, and I did pretty much what you would expect in response to it, where I was like, "Ah, oh, come on, man, that's kind of silly. It's crossed my mind. but I actually don't know. I actually don't know now. I don't need to be the cool head. I don't need to be the one that lifts up whatever, okay? If I'm thinking it, I'm going to share it. And I'm thinking at times stuff like what you say, but at the same time, I don't want to let Sullivan off the hook here either because I've not heard or sensed anything from the head coach to detect any sort of disappointment whatsoever with Carter's performance. Other than limiting Carter to three shifts in the second period, all of which were damaging, there's nothing, even when you think there might be some tiny, tiny inclination on his part to be losing faith in Carter. He won't do it. He won't do it. He sends him out there on defensive zone deployments, critical faceoffs, uh, key matchups. Why? He's the worst defensive forward you've got. He's one of the worst defensive forwards by every available measure in the entire National Hockey League. Why are we pretending here? Why are we going through this bizarre collective self-delusion that the Penguins as a whole seem to be living through? This isn't a matter of who knows more hockey than them or who's got the the real expertise or the experience. Listen, those guys know a zillion times more about hockey than any of us on the outside do. Any of us, myself included. And that's why I cite delusion. Because this is when your head gets mixed up or your heart or whatever it is with priorities. And you say, we can't do anything to upset this individual or we'll somehow upset the Cosmos or the balance. As if this team's chemistry is worth preserving. It isn't. Go ask the Blue Jackets about that. Go ask the Canadians now again about that. There's nothing in that room that's so precious, that's so worth throwing away really obvious hockey shortcomings to prioritize over maybe the last great seasons we'll get out of Sid and Gino? I I just can't believe that I'm seeing what I'm seeing on a daily basis, and it doesn't change. And you know what? For as long as it doesn't change, I'm not either. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. I'm heading to New York tonight to cover two games against the Rangers for which Jeff Carter and Brian Dumoulin will both dress and from which Tristan Jari will somehow shrink from sight. There. How's that? (laughs) Let's do it again tomorrow.